providing biblical answers to life's questions. Here now is your host for tonight's edition of Transforming Lives. We want to thank you for joining us tonight here on Transforming Lives. We're a brand new radio ministry coming to you live from WHKW Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. Perhaps you're listening to us on the way home from church. Good for you. I hope that the Lord gave you a good day of worship. We're glad that you've tuned in in your cars to listen to us. Perhaps you're listening to us from home or from another state or even from Canada. I had the opportunity to be in Canada this week up well past Toronto, Ontario, and tuned in to 1220 just to see if uh, it would reach up there in Canada, and it does, and it was a clear signal. So if you're joining us from Canada tonight, we welcome you. Whatever the case, we're looking forward to opening up the Word of God to you tonight. I'm Pastor Glenn Dunn, the pastor of Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, a new church which has been established in the west side of Cleveland. We're meeting at Remington College at Great Northern Mall. I also am pleased to be a certified biblical counselor through the National Association of Nuthetic Counselors. I'm joined tonight by my friends, Pastor Gus Supan and Pastor Armin Tiffey. Thanks for being here tonight, gentlemen. Nice to be here. Nice to be here. Tell us again a little bit about yourselves and your ministries. Pastor Supan, why don't you go first? Well, I'm the pastor of Pastoral Care at Cuyahoga Valley Church in uh, Broadview Heights, and I've been there for a number of years now, and I do find myself uh, involved in a tremendous amount of counseling as well. Uh, So I... uh, I'm really excited about being able to, to use the training and the experience with NANC to, to, to do these things. How long have you been in the ministry? I've been in the ministry about 10 years. I got okay. a late call in my life. I'm uh, going to be 70, year old, 70 years old this year and uh, been walking with Christ for about uh, 30, uh, 30, 30 years. And so uh, I've been in public ministry. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't look a day over 69. <laughs> Well, that's because my birthday is December 7th. So very, you got the, the, the gift of discernment. That's it. Yeah, he's got some gift. We'll, we'll hope to find out what it is here. Yeah, tonight. let me know when you find yeah. out. Cause. And this is uh, Pastor Armin Tiffey. Pastor Tiffey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and well, ministry? I'm, yes, I'm the senior pastor of uh, Cornerstone Community Church in Mayfield Heights, Ohio. And uh, started the church, actually, a church plant in 1989. And uh, it's been a Real joy to see it go and grow and uh, and so forth. And uh, I've also I'm also a certified biblical counselor uh, and um, uh, through the National Association of Nothetic Counselors. And uh, how long have you been in the ministry? Since 1982, full ti- full 82, time. Yeah, full time. We're missing one of our regulars tonight, and that's Pastor Joe Propri, who's the director of the Biblical Counseling Institute. And uh, Pastor Propri will be joining us again in this forum. A hosting forum that we have here on Transforming Lives. I know the men will agree with me that one of the reasons we've taken on the burden of this radio ministry is so that we might be able to share our passion about the sufficiency of God's Word in being able to help make sense and bring solutions to man's spiritual problems. And I would say, guys, that we are passionate about uh, the sufficiency yes. that we see in the Word of God. And, Amen. Uh, we need to be passionate about it because there seems to be a real apathy that exists today as to whether or not the Word mm-hmm. of God is sufficient. The Word of God, because it is the Word of God, can help you. And that's why we're going to invite you to call us here tonight at the station uh, with any spiritual questions or struggles which you may be having. And we'll do our best at guiding you through God's Word. And if we can't answer you on the air, we'll try to do so off the air. So we would invite you to please feel free to call us. And the number that you can do so locally is 216 216- Nine zero one zero nine thirty three, and then we also have a toll free number, and that is eight 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 six seven seven ninety six seventy three, or you can email your question to us tonight at transforminglives at yahoo dot com. That's transforminglives at yahoo dot com. Guys, let's start by asking you a question. When we speak about the Bible being sufficient. Just what do we mean by that? Some people might not know what the, what the term uh, suggests. So, Gus, why don't you begin and tell us, what do we mean when we say that the Bible is sufficient? When we say that the Bible is sufficient, we, we say that it is everything that we need for life and godliness. It is everything we need to live an abundant life, everything we need to overcome, 
any issue, any sin pattern, anything in our lives that is uh, not uh, honoring God. It has all the power for us to do that. We don't need any external sources okay. to, to come alongside us. That can be a little bit of an issue, can it, as, yes. as, we, as we think about that? What, mm. would, you, would you add something to that? I like to think of it this way, Glenn. I, I uh, uh, share it with my people on Sunday, Sundays, uh, my messages occasionally. Uh, sufficiency of Scripture means that God has given us everything that is necessary Mm. for successful living on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. He has given us everything we need for living in a right relationship with him, with ourselves, and with others. Mm-hmm. What more is there? Yeah. Right? So we would say then, when, when we're talking about the matters of sufficiency, one of the things that sets us, I think, apart from perhaps others, even in the evangelical community, is to say that we believe we need no other source for counseling right. man. Mm-hmm. And that sounds uh, maybe as if it's a little bit narrow uh, to some uh, people's way of thinking. And that leads me into to this question. As we think of sufficiency tonight, somebody's listening in their car, somebody's listening maybe in their home and uh, struggling with some issues, some spiritual problems. Uh, why is this such an issue in the Church today for us to, to believe in the sufficiency of the Scriptures? Well, it's, a, it's an issue today because uh, uh, in the past uh, 50 years or so, uh, we have found the infiltration into the church of um, world systems of solving problems, mm. uh, psychology and self-help groups and, and uh, all, all that kind of thing. And it's, uh, it's kind of had people trusting in things that trying to, trying to uh, work through their problems, and they become unsuccessful because they know that uh, we know that the Word of God does it all. I may qualify that. Uh, it's it's important that a person, in order to receive the the counsel from the word or the word to be sufficient for him, they have to have a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Or otherwise, they're spiritually dead, right. and uh, all the scripture in the world might not change. And it probably would have uh, some because the Bible says the the scripture does not come back void. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about that last yes. week. If anyone listened to the to the program last week, we talked about the need for. Uh, sharing Christ in what, what, what is called pre-evangelism counseling. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the point, that uh, the greatest need that we have, of course, is first of all uh, being in right relationship to God through Jesus Christ. And that's what Jesus himself talks of in John chapter 3 when he says you must be born again. That's a term that's been misused and abused and maligned, mm-hmm. but it's Jesus who says it, that we have to be uh, born again. Gus, or, uh, Armin, why would you think it would be an issue in the church today? Well, uh, people are looking for help today in living. And um, a lot of people, they run to Dr. Phil, Oprah. I remember talking with a Christian about a year ago, and uh, she says that she listens to uh, Oprah, you know, religiously uh, every week. Uh, apparently, Oprah, I don't really see her often. Uh, I don't even can't remember the last time, but apparently has practical things about living on there. So people are searching, they're looking for, for answers. Mm. Uh, what the problem, I think, why it's an issue today, is most Christians will say they believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. It's without error. But the sufficiency of Scripture is a different thing. I don't even think they conceive of it. They, I don't even think they think of it. I think this is a good program to discuss, and if you're listening, uh, put your ears up, because this is the big battle of, of the century, right. uh, the sufficiency of Scripture. Right. You know. and, and probably you men, like like myself, were surprised to know that this would be an issue in the church. Uh, to bring more of the Bible into Bible-believing churches, right. you would think would be uh, well accepted, and unfortunately, in many cases, that's, that's just not so. And I think that goes back, Augusta, what you're saying, that the church is uh, buying into other uh, philosophies and other paradigms in order to help people. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we would say is we would take up the cry of the Reformers, and we would say, uh, sola Scriptura, that the Scriptures alone are, are what we need. And we are thrilled uh, to, to be able to issue that cry uh, over the radio, and it, we count it as a privilege to be able uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to tag on to something you said, Armin, that uh, people are looking for answers. Uh, and basically, in looking for answers, they're looking for truth. And the only place we can find truth mm. is in God's Word. And Jesus says, I am the life, the truth, and the way. So when we uh, are able to give people the truth by God's word, 
a timely passage gives that person grace and truth. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, and when we talk about Gus, uh, when we when we talk about Scripture as being sufficient, uh, many times people uh, put a a twist on this. Oh, uh, the answer is just read read the Bible and pray. That's that's your answer. That's your counsel to everything. And it's and the point is is that it almost minimizes prayer and the Word of God. It almost makes the Word of God and prayer uh, seem like a uh, a little thing. Right. Uh, the point of the fact is uh, when we talk about the sufficiency of Scripture for life problems, we're talking about uh, 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 scriptures that apply. To those particular to a particular problem, not just the idea isn't just in biblical counseling. Oh, read the Bible and pray. Where should I pray? How should I pray? Mm-hmm. What should I pray about? Mm-hmm. What passage should I read that pertains to my problem? How do I apply it to my life? You see, we're getting more specific, mm-hmm. not just general. Right. I think one of the reasons too that it's an issue in the church today is because there's an enemy out there, mm-hmm. and the enemy's uh, his name is Satan. Yes. And I think. Um, He's always, since the beginning, since we read of him in the Scripture, he's always attempting to have us question the Word of God, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And his same uh, mm-hmm. question that he asks uh, to Eve and to Adam mm-hmm. in the Garden of Eden mm-hmm. echoes down the corridors of time. Did God really say? Yep. Mm-hmm. And if the devil can get us to question the Word of God, well, as far as I understand, logically speaking, then the devil can get us to question God himself. And so this is where we come to the matters of sufficiency. And we're going to be talking more about this issue of sufficiency, and we're glad to do so. And again, we would invite you to call here at 216-901-0933, toll-free 888-677-9673. Or again, you can email us at transforminglives at yahoo.com. Don't go away. We're going to be talking a little bit more about this and see what the Bible says about the matters of sufficiency. Please stay with us. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville, we can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. Do you desire to become more Christ-like? I want to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. Welcome back to Transforming Lives. This is a radio broadcast hosted by pastors who are here to try and guide you through the Word of God in the spiritual struggles, the situations of life which you may be facing today. And again, we do invite you to call in so that you can speak with us. And we'll give you that number once more, 216-901-0933 or toll-free 888-677-9673. And one more time, you can email us at transforminglives at yahoo.com. We're talking about the matters of the sufficiency of the Word of God and uh, helping people and the the struggles and the issues of life. And let me just ask a a question to the men here. How does the Bible being sufficient impact our ability then to trust 
in God's Word? How does the Bible's sufficiency impact our ability to trust in God's Word? Well, uh, Glenn, if if we're not convinced, I mean thoroughly convinced, uh, that Scripture is sufficient for finding the solutions uh, to our problems, even the problems of modern-day man, uh, then we won't glean the solutions from Scripture. Uh, for example, take worry, for example. If we worry a lot and we're anxious-type people and suffer from anxiety, uh, we, won't, we won't find a solution. We'll read Matthew 6. We'll gloss over it. We'll read Philippians 4. There's the solution to worry mm. right there. Mm-hmm. Jesus gave it. Paul gave it. We'll gloss over it. That's nice words. Mm-hmm. And then we'll run to Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, the Bible becomes one of many other sources that mm-hmm. people think about right. looking to, to find uh, solutions or help in their, in their spiritual struggles. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people, the Bible is sufficient for salvation, mm-hmm. but to grow mm-hmm. and to deal with the problems of life, that seems to be another issue with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think the people are totally conscious of this, uh, but uh, when the rubber hits the road, they run elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's an affront to God. Mm -hmm. One of the struggles that I've had in counseling is that uh, many people uh, say they believe the Word, and they say they read the Word, but they don't find it becoming masticized, you know, brought into their spirit. Mm. But They don't really act upon it Mm -hmm. as though they believe it. There are many people that say they believe in God, but do they believe God? Mm-hmm. Do they believe right. what he said, that right. his right. word is truth? That's right. That it is a, a lamp unto our feet, a light mm-hmm. to our path. Mm-hmm. That it accomplished what it's, it's supposed to do. When the rubber hits the road. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, you, and I think you mentioned this earlier, Gus, and it's Isaiah 55, where you talk about what does God promise to bless? The only thing he promises to bless is his word. The proclamation of his word, the teaching of his word— And we would say, yes, even the counsel of his word. We can't depend upon the blessing of God in anything else uh, because he hasn't promised to bless anything else apart from his word. And this is what is so significant. If if the word is sufficient, then it only makes sense that we can trust it. And if we trust the word, what we're saying is we're trusting ultimately the author of that word. And and it's important that uh, we know that it's not not, uh, using general principles— that this is not a generality. No. There is specific word that God has in his word for specific issues, specific things. Right. So we can get right to the, into the heart of those specific issues. That's right. And, and, and uh, uh, work with them and practice them and follow through on them. It penetrates like nothing else, right? And we're going to see a little bit of what God's word says about itself, but we have a caller who's uh, been waiting on the line, and we would like to talk to this caller and... Uh, we would like to welcome you to Transforming Lives. Hello. 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 I'm calling to ask you where you got your education that qualifies you to take these phone calls. Where we got our education? Where you did, Pastor Dunn. Where I did? Yes. Oh, you're picking on me. Well, yeah, you like to be picked on. That's true. <laughs> I got my education at uh, Grand Rapids Baptist Seminary which hap- happens to be in Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan, appropriately uh-huh. enough, and then uh, trained probably over 300 hours of uh, counseling training, and m- much wow. of that centered on uh, newthetic training from the National Association of Newthetic Counselors. training? I'm sorry? What is newthetic training? That's a good question. Uh, Gus has mentioned uh, the benefit of newthetic counseling, uh, our, uh, Armin has mentioned the benefit of being certified as a nuthetic counselor, and it's a Greek word, nuthateo, and it means to admonish, it means to warn. There's a, a number of English uh, definitions Instruct, for the, yeah, the, for the confront, word. Confront, warn. Confront, warn. Bring face to face. And uh, this is what uh, the scriptures do. For, we read of that, for example, in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 28, which, by the way, happens to be the theme verse for our church, Christ we preach, teaching every man, and counseling, that, that word there, nuthateon, that uh, counseling every man uh, so that we can present every man perfect in it Jesus Christ. I've heard you that preaching from the pulpit. Yes? I've heard you preaching that. 
That's true. More, more times than one. Yes, that's true. That's true. And I have really gotten an awful lot out of your messages, and I hope and pray that you will continue to lead your, your flock as you have been doing, especially when you have people coming to visit you from Columbus. Yes, well, thank you, Fran. Always, <laughs> always good to hear your voice, uh, Fran, and we're glad you've called here. We we appreciate that. You please know that we're going to be praying for uh, you folks this week, and especially for your husband. And uh, you have a safe trip back to Columbus, okay? Well, we're, we're partially on our way back. We decided to stop and listen to you. Okay. Well, thanks. So, thanks for calling, Fran. You know we love you, Pastor. And we love you, too. Thanks so much. Let's uh, listen to what God's Word says about itself. And I'm going to ask Armin if you would uh, just uh, read for us tonight Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine. Is not my word like a fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. And Proverbs 30 and verse 5. Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. First Peter one twenty three. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. Second Timothy three sixteen through seventeen. All Scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Psalm 19, 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. By them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. And Second Peter 1, 3 through 4. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Fairly clear what the Bible says about itself, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. So to question the sufficiency of the Scriptures, would you men say that this is a fair statement? Then we are questioning what the Bible says about itself. Right. Mm -hmm. Amen. Not only that, Glenn, we're also uh, questioning the sufficiency of Christ. That's it. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what yes, it comes down that's to. Right. And that's why it is such an issue for us to have to talk about. That's why we're so passionate about this uh, matter in, in, the, uh, in the life of the church. Because we're, what we're saying is God's Word is sufficient to, to be able to help anyone with any problem mm-hmm. that is certainly not of an organic nature. We're not against right. doctors. We're not against medicine. We're not against those things. But we're speaking of the sufficiency of the Word of God in the matters of our spiritual problems. Right. The, the reason why the term nuthetic is so so important, as you as we read Second Timothy three sixteen seventeen, where it says that it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Mm-hmm. Most people do not want to be confronted mm-hmm. with the real issues of what's taking place in their lives. Right. They don't want, they want to skirt, they want to find some socially acceptable reason, some non-biblical reason. They, they don't want God to confront them. Yes. And the word of God is God really confronting them. Yep. And, and we're the agents. Right. A spirit, a, 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 the Holy Spirit, through a, a, through a person filled with the spirit, using the, the word, to people who know Christ. Right. That's the, the formula. Right. Do, you, do you think that uh, Jesus was newthetic in his dealings <laughs> with people? Absolutely. Yeah. Do Absolutely. You, do you not think that one of the best examples of that is in John chapter 4, 
when he meets the woman at the well. And he's speaking to her about the living water. And he takes that, What I, I guarantee if I was talking to her, she said, well, give me this water. I would talk to her about being born again and so forth. But what does Jesus turn and say? It seems that he asks her a question out of the left field. He said, go and get your husband. Yes. The very mm-hmm. thing that she wants to avoid, which is why she's coming at noon to get her water, is mm-hmm. the place that Christ takes her. Mm-hmm. And then later, what do we see in her response to that? Come and meet a man who's told me everything I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got another caller on the line, and it's Danielle, and she's calling us from Cleveland tonight. Danielle, welcome to Transforming Lives. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Can Hello. you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. I'm so glad for programs like this. I listen to this station a lot, and it's more than edifying and um, um, I'm a born-again Christian, and I'm aware of this much that Jesus said, well, you know, I was drawn, the Holy Spirit does, the Bible says the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, once you're born again, does instruct you. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that doesn't mean to say that you, I haven't needed assistance. And at the outset, when I started to study the Bible many years ago, I felt the same way most people do. But now, many years later, I've seen biblical application time and again prove itself. Mm. And I've seen Scripture fulfilled. And I know this book is the most precious thing I own. Amen. And if I might quote one Scripture, the Spirit just led me to, and I just opened this because this is in the King James, and I haven't had many games this tonight. John 3:19, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, hmm. and men love darkness rather than light because yeah. their deeds were evil. Hmm. And uh, what I would say um, in regard to that is the Bible, um, from my understanding, convicts the unbeliever of three things, and there are unbelievers in the midst of any congregation of believers. Sin righteousness and judgment, mm-hmm. and they don't like that. I mean, it's, you sh- it's like you shine a light on something, and, you know, and, but anyway, I wanted to, this phone's expensive. Mm. <laughs> I just wanted to thank you and say that I very much appreciate what you're doing, and it's extremely important. It's the most important thing. And, and Christ is the most important thing. Amen. Danielle, thank you so much for your call. It's encouraging to us. And Pray for us. That's right. <laughs> I certainly yeah. am. Yeah, please do. And you, you continue to bathe yourself in God's Word, and you'll continue to be blessed by it, that's yes. for sure. Amen. Uh, I keep it with me all the time. And Well, one thing, another thing, well, not, but a lot of people don't realize that uh, that it is sufficient when you've been in a situation where there is nothing else, there are no other counselors, there's nothing else. Mm. There's the Bible and that's it. That's right. And you find out it is sufficient. Mm-hmm. More than sufficient. Yeah, amen. Like it says in Psalm, my cup flows over. Amen. Right. Amen. Okay? Thank you so much, Danielle. We appreciate the phone call and the Lord bless you. When we come back, we want to uh, talk about what the Bible says compared to the wisdom of the world. Please stay tuned. You're listening to Transforming Lives here on WHKW. We'll be right back. So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment? The Christian development class is geared for all ages? Or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger, and another who struggled with worry, all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing. At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org. 
The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville, we can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. want to welcome you back to Transforming Lives. This is a radio broadcast hosted by local pastors who are here to try and guide you through the Word of God and the spiritual struggles and situations of life which you may be facing. We do invite you to call in so that you can speak with us locally, 216-901-0933, and then toll-free, 888-677-9673. 73. And you can also email us at transforminglives at yahoo.com. I'm told uh, tonight also that uh, the broadcast is being live streamed uh, over the internet, and you can check out the WHKW website. Uh, I think it is whkwradio.com in order to get that. We've been speaking about what the Bible says about itself, and now let's talk a little bit about what the Bible says compared to the wisdom of the world, as the Bible compares itself to the world's wisdom. And the psalmist says in Psalm 1 and 2, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Fairly clear. In Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends upon the tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than upon Christ, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Guys, those two verses would preach tonight, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, they sure would. It would be easy to just uh, get to that and, and, and to get excited about what God gives to us in the matters of his words. And it's very exciting for us to have the very words of God, to be able to offer help to those who struggle with depression, to offer biblical help to those who struggle with worry, Biblical help for those who struggle with fear and anxiety. Appreciated so much on our first broadcast, Pastor Gus Supine's testimony about how God dealt with him in the matters of his own panic attacks. And Gus found the Word of God to be sufficient to help uh, with that that uh, struggle that is common to so many, isn't it? And yeah. this, the struggle with panic attacks. As well as a host of other spiritual issues, our Bibles, men, are sufficient to the task. I remember having the opportunity to be involved in training uh, some pastors uh, uh, in the in the sufficiency of the Word of God, and we hosted uh, some of the teachers from NANC, that is the National Association of Neuthetic Counselors, and we did a one-day symposium. And at the end of the day, I had a pastor come up and thank me for uh, bringing uh, the symposium in, and the man said to me this, at the beginning of this day, I thought I needed a book in my library for every possible problem that a, that a person could have. Yes. And now I realize mm-hmm. I only need one book, and it's my that. Bible. That, there's freedom in that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. The, the difficulty that, that I experience in my, in my uh, ministry is that uh, uh, we don't get the professional label put on us. Mm. You know, they're looking for, they've been sold at, in order for their problems to be solved, the person who has the greatest uh, alphabet behind their name mm-hmm. is the one where they need to go, and the one that is going to uh, cost them the most amount of money, they are going to be the, the people that are going to give their answers. And we find this in the church as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, uh, we're going to go to the professional. That's telling me mm-hmm. that they do not understand the word. Right. They do not understand the sufficiency of that word, right. or they would not be trying to go down another, another trail. It's an amazing thing that's happened in the church, that the pastor is circumvented right. in being able to counsel and to help people 
right. uh, with the most serious problems that they have and, and the spiritual problems that they have. And they've been helping people for centuries. Right, yes. mm-hmm. through the Word of God. Right. Mm-hmm. Little wonder that Jesus says himself in Matthew 4, 4, do we read, Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Now, you will really believe that, do you, Glenn? I absolutely <laughs> believe that. Every word? Every one. Every jot and tittle. Every jot and tittle. <laughs> Amen. And I know you uh, believe it, too. Oh, you're a radical. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is what biblical counseling is all about. There's power in the Word of God. And we don't need the wisdom of man to help us. We need more of the wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be uh, talking about, and that's what we continue to talk about. Let me ask this question. In your ministry experience, would you men comment on what you see today as far as professed Christians' reading and use of their Bibles? Danielle uh, called and said that the Word of God becomes more and more precious to her as she uh, goes along in her Christian life. That's really what it begins to look at, like, isn't it? Mm-hmm. it comment on what you see as, as far as Christians using their Bibles, especially for the struggles which are common to so many today? Uh, Glenn, what I see uh, is that uh, many Christians struggle with the same issues year after year, mm. the same lust, the same anger, mm-hmm. uh, the same anxieties, mm-hmm. the same fears, uh, and they never gain the victory over these things. And the Bible says we are more than conquerors. Mm. And Jesus made it very clear. He says, you do err not knowing the scriptures That's right. or the power of yeah, God. Right. And he says, sanctify them by their truth. Your word is truth, mm. you see. And uh, so, the, but I find that the Christians that look into the word uh, are the ones for the answers uh, to, their, to their issues and their problems in life gain victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can, uh, if you don't mind my mentioning, uh, I think of a fellow at our church, Fred, who was a founding pastor, uh, a founding uh, elder, uh, he and I, I and his wife and I, uh, my wife, uh, founded this, our church, and uh, he lost a 19-year-old son, his only son, mm. two years ago, and uh, it was uh, it was tragic to the church. And uh, and Fred, uh, his only son, whom he loved immensely, uh, and I saw him over a year period of time. Every time I saw him, when we'd get together here and there. I'm bringing every thought captive, he says. Mm. I'm bringing every thought captive because Satan is battling me with attitudes against God and this and that. And, mm-hmm. and now I watch, Now I look at him, and God is giving him a broader and broader ministry to suffering people. Mm. And he has the victory. Mm. And he's he's been... Through the Word of God. ...helped and chastised and counseled and That's so right. forth through the Word of God. That's right. Yeah. And one of the greatest struggles that... What parent wants to go through that struggle? Not, 11 not years ago, I, uh, I lost my bride, my first wife. God has blessed me since with a, a new uh, lovely lady. Uh, but uh, when that happened, when I walked through the, the eight months of her dealing with cancer, I lived in that word. Mm. I, and my family did not understand what that meant, and they said, I'm in denial. Mm. Why aren't, when, even when she died, why aren't you falling apart? Why aren't you, mm-hmm. uh, you don't seem to be depressed. And because I believe his word, and he says he would never leave me. Mm-hmm. He would never forsake me. That's a Bible scripture right. that at that time was, was what I needed and what I carried with me, right. that my God loved me enough mm-hmm. that he would never leave me nor forsake me, even in the midst of, right. of a very mm-hmm. tragic mm-hmm. event in my mm-hmm. life. And and that didn't mean that you didn't have pain oh, during that time. No. See, certainly. some people think that victory means oh, you're supposed to have some smile on your face. You just always walk around in a fantasy, and mm. it, it it doesn't mean that you hurt. You but grieve. You work through these things, yeah, but you grieve as yes. one who has hope. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And this is what uh, the promise of Philippians, isn't it? That He gives to us a peace that passes all understanding. Mm-hmm. And and part of the way that I understand that verse is to say that. You know, you're going through a situation right now that understandably you should not feel peaceful. You should feel uh, discouraged. You should feel disheartened and so forth. And yet uh, the peace of God that he brings to us transcends that, and it passes even understanding. We can't understand why it is that we have this sense of God's peace in the midst of such heartache. I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to us now. I believe there are people out there at this very moment listening that are going through these kinds of trials, mm. 
and they have not been able to access their Bible for some reason or another. Uh, Barna tells us that only 25% of the the uh, evangelical church, the conservative evangelical church, people read the Bible. Mm. And they're, they're probably out there struggling. I want them to know they have hope yes. that this word that we say is sufficient is available to them. Yes. Is yeah. available to them. Yeah. And the Bible tells us that if we're going to have that kind of comfort, if we're going to have that kind of, and as uh, what Armand is describing about Fred, I would say victory. Mm-hmm. Then we've got to spend time in it. We've got to know it. We've got to be conversant with the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. Luke chapter 4, we see that Christ had the Word of God memorized. He is our perfect model in all things, isn't he? So he shows us that we can have victory, and he, he shows us by using the Word of God. And so we would say, if you truly desire victory over a life-dominating sin, if if you know that you're in a situation, as, as Gus is uh, speaking to tonight, and you're you're over de- you're weighed down with grief and despair. We would encourage you to immerse yourself in the Word of God. You'd follow the example of our Master, and you you need to begin to become proficient with God's Word. One of the first steps of victory for the Christian is to read and to study His Bible, but that's not what's happening in in uh, many churches today with many Christians today. Yeah, I think. I want to encourage those that are listening that they don't have to become theologians. They don't have to become Bible scholars. They have to become conversant with the Word. Mm. And even if they begin to to learn just a few scriptures, I'm going to read something Charles Spurgeon says. He says, One bit of Bible prayed over and bedewed with the Spirit and made alive, though it be only a short sentence of six words, will profit you more than a hundred chapters Without the Spirit, mm. in other words, if we can we can focus on that, and we don't we don't need to say, well, I can't get it done because I don't know the Bible like Glenn does or like Armin does. I don't I don't know it, mm. but you can you can get right. to know it a lot more right. than than you do now. And it comes by spending time in it. You mentioned Barnett. Listen to this st- uh, statistic that we'll take uh, just before our break. Let me just read this to you. Barnett survey of six hundred and forty-one adults demonstrates that many Americans have a woeful knowledge of the Bible. Among Christians in the survey, 22% thought that there actually is a book of Thomas in the Bible, mm-hmm. while 13% said they did not know whether Thomas is a book of the Bible or not. Mm-hmm. 65% correctly said that Thomas is not a book of the Bible. 61% knew that Jonah is a book of the Bible. 27% said it's not, and 12% said they had no idea. Mm. Three-quarters of the Christians surveyed knew that the book of Isaiah is located in the Old Testament, while 11% thought it is in the New Testament, and 13% did not know where Isaiah could be found. Seven out of ten Christians knew where Christ was born, while 16% named Jerusalem as Jesus' birthplace. 8% said it was Nazareth. 6% did not hazard a guess. The question that gave the most people trouble was this one. Is the expression, God helps those who helps themselves, (laughs) in the Bible? Only 38% of all Christians correctly stated that this phrase cannot be found anywhere in the Scriptures. 42% thought that this was a biblical quotation, and 20% had no idea. Only three out of five Christians could recall the names of the first four books of the New Testament. Only half of the Christians interviewed correctly identified Jesus as the person who delivered the Sermon on the Mount. A full 42% of the Christians interviewed said that without the government's laws, listen to this, there would be no real guidelines for people to follow in daily life. Wow. Wow. That is a sad statement on Christians' use of the Scriptures. And we have to remember, this is the book for which our forefathers have died to bring to us, and we're not spending time in it. And the discouraging part of that is they're in our churches. Yeah. Yeah. They're in all of our churches. Yeah. And that's why we're here to help, and, and we want to encourage you in the power of the Scriptures we come back, we're going to take another caller, Lyle from Willoughby Hills. After our next break, please stay with us here on Transforming Lives.
Do you desire to become more Christ-like? I want to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment? The Christian development class is geared for all ages? Or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible? Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger, and another who struggled with worry all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing. At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org. We want to welcome you back once again and hope that you're finding this program informative tonight. We appreciate the callers who have uh, phoned in, and we want to welcome Lyle to the program, calling from Willoughby Hills. Lyle, welcome to Transforming Lives. Oh, good evening. Uh, this is Lyle from Willoughby Hills, Ohio. Yes, sir. Um, pastors, I just wanted to ask, uh, you know how sometimes you, know, you, you hear things in your head, and you don't always know maybe if it's you or the Lord or Satan or wherever that voice is coming from, I guess, first of all, how would you discern, you know, uh, the thing that I'm hearing, it's not sinful. Of course, when you hear something, you know, sinful, you know, whatever, you can, I mean, you have an idea where that, that's coming from. Uh, but how would you kind of discern things, you know, where it's coming from maybe, or is it just you telling yourself something you want to hear? And second of all, uh, if you do feel it's from the Lord, do you think the Lord then requires you to, and I would imagine he does, probably because I'm answering my own question, he wants you then to act on faith on what you feel the Lord's telling you to, uh, the thing he's telling you, the promise he's making to you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lyle, uh, I, I think the, the starting point always is go to God's Word. Okay. Uh, we can hear lots of voices, and there are lots of voices out there. Sure. Uh, there are voices in the church uh, that uh, are telling us which way to go. But I think if you're committed to the Word and you spend time in the Word and you pray and go before God, and he, and he says to me, oh, it says to you, open my eyes that I might see mm, okay. the wondrous things in thy word that, uh, that are applying to, to the discernment I'm looking for now, and ask him to guide you and to lead you. It's not, not one of those things where you open the Bible and put your finger on and, and sure. you pop your finger there and, and find your discernment in, in that way. Acting in faith, always, once you confirm that you have heard from God. Okay. It's a good to, to seek counsel of, of others, to talk to an elder, to, to get someone else's biblical insights alongside you, so that, that it's good to, there's wisdom in the counsel of many, the Bible tells us. Right. Lyle, are you talking about, as far as the will of God is for direction in your life, or are, well, you, or are you talking about sure. guilt or conviction over something? Sure, no, I can get, no, I can get more specific. It, 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 it's about a girl. Mm-hmm. that I, you know, have wanted a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, from the time I took her to a concert about a year or so ago, mm-hmm. and I just, standing there with her, you know, we, we haven't dated just friends, standing with her, I said, Lord, this is what I'm looking for. You know, this is, uh, of course, it's my will at that point, so, but I told him this is what I'm looking for. You know, mm-hmm. I've known her for a long time, and mm-hmm. but I know he's not going to override her will, you know. Right. Uh, and I absolutely, I, you know, that wouldn't, you know, he's not going to force mm-hmm. uh, me on her mm-hmm. uh, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just sense like she's the one for me. But mm-hmm. maybe she's mucking in rebellion right now. Maybe the Lord's not lying. So to she up. she doesn't have the same feelings. 
Right. Okay. Uh, you, you, what you need to do uh, in situations like this with the, uh, with, uh, as, far as, like a, a, as far as a, a mate is concerned or, or a companion, uh, they have to pass certain biblical principles, sure. such as she has to be a growing believer. Right. Uh, so uh, that she has to pass certain biblical principles. That Otherwise, uh, you'd be out of God's will. True, and I wouldn't want a girl, to be honest, as, bad, as badly as I would want her. To, seriously, you guys and listeners, I, I wouldn't want someone who is, you know, looking to me to be answer all their needs because I would want her looking to Christ first and foremost. Right. And then I could add to her life and vice versa you had my life if she became a spouse. But maybe she's walking in rebellion right now. Maybe she can't see it. That's kind of how I feel. I believe she is born again. I believe she is, but I don't know if he's growing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I advise the young people in our church, do not date uh, uh, even uh, do not date just someone who says they're a Christian. Okay. Make sure they're a growing Christian. Yeah. I think that's solid advice, you know, and yes. I think right now she's kind of stuck somewhere, and I think the Lord maybe has allowed her to get stuck so she'll look up and realize, you know, what am I doing with my life? And, uh, you know, maybe, that, maybe it's just me. Mm-hmm. I guess the voice I'm hearing in my thought, you guys, the voice, the or, voice mm-hmm. is... This is what the voice is saying. That I'm or maybe he's, maybe he's uh, doing, uh, maybe she's like this because he's saying, no, Kyle, she's yeah, not the right, one. Right. Kyle, yeah. And I think also, I need, I'm going to do, but basically, you guys, I'll tell you real quick, I'm going to let you go, it's getting late, I know. The voice, the voice says this, don't worry, she's yours. Well, let me just encourage you, Lyle, sure. that the, probably the best thing to know is that, that presuppositionally, God only really speaks to us in one way, and that is through his word. And we want to encourage you that the best place that you can go, even as the men have said, is to the Word of God. And you can get a confirmation for those things from God's Word. And uh, I want to encourage you to just bathe yourself in the Word of God, and God will give you guidance and direction. The psalmist promises that the Word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light unto our paths. God will give you direction uh, in these matters, and he'll direct her as, as uh, she is also uh, seeking to know what God's will is. We want to thank you, Lyle, for calling, and we want to encourage you uh, to read the Word of God. And we want to tell the listeners tonight, thank you uh, for tuning in to Transforming Lives. It's a big part of the reason why we're doing this broadcast, and that is to help Christians to see that there is hope, there is power in the Word of God. My thanks to Pastor Armin Tiffy and Pastor Gus Supan. May God be pleased to bless and encourage you this week in the power of His Word and by doing so, hold you close to himself. Please join us again next week at the same time for Transforming Lives. I'm Pastor Glenn Dunn. Thank you for listening to us tonight. Forget the TV. Boot up your PC. Watch Jack Graham whenever you want at Lightsource.com. Video of PowerPoint on demand. Lightsource.com. For 11 years, Mary Norman owned a convenience store. It was pretty glamorous at first, owning her own store and all. But after a few years, she started to realize she didn't really own a store. The store owned her. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? This is Andy Willoughby with the three-step plan home business system. Mary was working 60 to 80 hours a week to keep her convenience store going. She was working weekends and holidays because she couldn't find dependable help. Worst of all, when she figured out her actual earnings, she was making less than minimum wage and she owned the store. The happy ending to this is that Mary sold her store, started a home business with 3stepplan.com. She didn't invest a lot of money. She doesn't work holidays or have any employees to worry about. If more money and less hassle sounds good to you, check out 3stepplan.com or call 888-366-5250.